The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Well, the time has come again for another mock negotiation. We wanted to get to it before training camp begins, before some of these start to become at a point where they're getting down to the wire. And so joining me as usual for the mock rookie extensions is Daniel LaRue from the beautiful City of Light in Paris. And Dan Feldman, who I'm very pleased to announce is going to be joining Dunked On Now on a expanded and more permanent basis. Dan, uh, what are you going to be doing for us? Well, uh, I'm real excited to be jumping on, and, and part of the excitement is not knowing exactly what. Uh, we're going to revamp the, the <laughs> Daily Dunks a little bit. Uh, we've talked about some more uh, original content, a lot of behind-the-scenes things, too. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be a lot up to uh, listeners, subscribers, what they like, what they don't like as we uh, figure it out. Yeah, Dan's going to be doing a weekly chat for, to- or not weekly, monthly. Sorry, Dan. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Didn't mean to panic you there. Uh, on our uh, Discord, and he'll also, uh, the Daily Dunks, we do that for Total Access subscribers in uh, e- by email form. And now, though, Dan, who used to do a lot of stuff uh, analyzing the news for NBC, is now going to be doing that for us. So he, the first of those went out today. Check it out. Uh, so you'll actually get some good analysis, particularly if you don't have time to read all of the articles it's a good summary and analysis of them so you're going to get a lot more in your inbox going forward and hopefully dan's also going to contribute some original podcasting research helping out with the cap sheets as well we're going to have even more frequent updates on those and hopefully some additional detail on that as well so great to have you on board dan we uh, appreciate you joining us and so i guess we should start here now where are we at though we've got a bunch of these that have already been agreed to we've seen six extensions already nate i'm assuming we don't want to do this but i will just throw out a proposal (laughs) that we start at the bottom of the first round rather than the top just because those are juicier i think we'll still go in order but like people who are listening assuming we go top to bottom some of the juiciest stuff is going to be a little while from now yeah no that is really interesting that this is uh this 2019 draft as it was considered at the time i think it actually turned out at the top to be better than a lot of people were expecting you got zion and job both of them already on five-year super maxes i don't think people saw darius garland necessarily as that type of player but he is on a five-year that again could potentially be a super max if he meets the criteria i shouldn't say super max actually that would be 30 percent max super max maybe we should reserve for the 35 percent max uh but 
And then RJ Barrett also uh, recently signed an extension uh, in somewhat unlikely fashion early on. We've seen, interestingly enough, a couple of extensions already that are not for the max, but are before training camp. That's a relative rarity. I mean, I think we had Robert Williams last year, but I can't remember many others that happened before training camp when they weren't, you know, something that seemed like a very good deal for the player. Uh, can I say one thing to kind of set the table here? Um, this Please. As as the negotiator on behalf of the Eastern Conference teams, there is a difference between this year's negotiations and a lot of other ones because of the rising cap and the, we don't know how the new income is going to come in, but because in a normal circumstance, I mean, you're always transferring risk. If you agree to an extension, you're transferring risk from, from player to team. And that's just the way it works. Sometimes that ends up working out well for the player. Sometimes that works out well for the team. But because the cap environment might be changing more dramatically, I am very interested to see not only from the perspective of my 15 teams, but also from the perspective of Dan's teams and the player agent, how durations are different and how the risk assessment is different in these circumstances. Yeah, what do you think on that, Dan? Well, I can say off the bat, for sure, my teams are going to pretend that the salary cap is not going to rise in negotiations uh, with the agent <laughs> and uh, we're going to lock in some real team-friendly deals. No, it's a, it's a good point. Um, I hadn't thought as much about the duration and maybe wanting to lock in. Um, you know, some of my players are a little bit older than usual as, as I look through this. Uh, somebody like Brandon Clark or Cameron Johnson, a little bit older than a typical player at this stage. And uh, I was thinking more, okay, maybe we want a shorter deal. But uh, that's a good point, Danny. Maybe there's more value for the team in, in going longer than usual. Well, I think also it's worth noting we expect the new TV deal to kick in for the 25-26 season. So if you do a four-year deal here, that means that the last two of these seasons will kick in, uh, will be after that kicks in. And so we don't expect it to be a 2016-esque you know, 30% spike in the cap. Every team is going to have max cap space type of thing. But we do expect there to be a significantly rising cap over the next two or three years. And also, I think there's just the way that's going to happen probably is that the owners will just be writing the players a check. And I'm guessing that'll probably be pro rata. So the more money you're making at that point, you'll probably just get a bigger check written to you personally uh, because the cap won't go up enough to coincide with BRI and get the players their 51%, 49 to 51%. And so therefore the league will just have to cut the players a check. And that's that's what the league uh, and players didn't agree to do last time, but they probably will this time. So that's, I still expect to see a pretty big jump in 25, 26, if not a 2016-esque jump. So that's something maybe we'll keep in mind too, of just, you know, guys will be wanting to do a Gary Trent style two plus one and see if they could potentially get back out of the market that year or even in the 26-27 season as well on, on a three plus one. Okay, who's well, first here? Well, real quick, if I'm not mistaken, oh, yeah. and, and not that they have to follow the same system, but if I'm not mistaken, when there have been overages in the past, return of the players, and it's up to the, the Players Association, how that gets distributed, uh, I don't think it's been prorated to, to salary. I think it's just everybody who's, who's in the league gets, gets a share, at least partially. I, I don't think it's straight... The more money you make, the more you get of, of something like that. And this could be different, but I, I don't have that same assumption. Yeah, it might be different because generally the overages have been you know, pretty minimal in terms of a percentage. I mean, this could be an overage where it's sure. 30% more than guys 
are that you know the the league needs to pay out 30 percent more than are actually being paid out in salaries you know it could be something along those lines depending on how big this new tv deal is going to be okay so danny yes yeah so to run through it zion williamson john morant rj barrett the first three picks of the 2019 draft have all signed extensions so that means the the only non-extended player in the top five is the fourth pick deandre hunter and deandre hawks here we do really like you and we are very aware of the possibility that you could raise your stock significantly if you can have a healthy year but we're also concerned because you've roughly missed about half of your first three years due to injury and and also your third year was worse than your second and so we you know if we're on the low end of like starter money here maybe something more in the 13 to 15 million dollar range if you're willing to take something in that vicinity then we can talk we can have a deal if you think you're gonna if you think you know 20 million is more where your starting point is then we're just not going to do that right now we'll be happy happy to pay it in restricted free agent yeah i think i if i have a year like i did admittedly only 23 games uh in 2021 when i was 58 from two defended pretty well you know i've had moments uh, of defending you know i think i will easily be a guy who's going to get 20 million again with this uh, now inflation is going to start popping up uh, i'm not going to mention the name of another player at the bottom of this round but i think i'm a better shooter and better defender th- than that player and we don't have to discuss the contract that he agreed to necessarily but i think i am better than uh that player who's decision i do not agree with to take an extension but the bigger issue is you just desperately need me hawks like what what are you gonna do like you can't let me get away here you have no other threes on the roster like you made this bet you moved on from kevin herter danilo calnari is not on this team anymore you just don't have anyone at my position with any kind of long-term potential or size to replace me so yeah i mean i, I think that is where the bidding starts uh, would be 20 million dollars a year we fully but 13 to 15 i mean that's like that's the mid-level exception basically we're, going we're, forward we're, here over the life of this contract we're fully prepared to pay that in restricted free agency if you earn it and we understand that there is a a potential you know additional cost here and if you have a year like 2020 slash 21 when we made the conference finals and you you also you you had your best year then yeah I think that we could we could try to figure something out. However, that wasn't last year, and you've missed a bunch of time. And it is true that if you have a healthy year, you'll be valued in restricted free agency. But if restricted free agency is all about falling in love, there are not going to be many teams that are going to have cap space this coming year. So we acknowledge the possibility that you could get twenty to twenty-five million, but that is not a certainty for us. So if you want, like the best offer that we will give you is we will give you either if you want three or four years at sixteen million per we would we would do that but we're not going higher than that right now so hawks you have as of right now 17 million under the tax line for next year and that, you know, it's, we're going to assume that bogdan opts in you got your draft pick you know things could change there for sure that's uh, without f- fielding a roster the one offer i would be willing to make and, and actually you've got more like 20 million under the tax line um but that's with uh if you fill out the roster's spots it gets back to more like 17 if you would be willing to start me at that 
but then give me incentives based on games played that that could get me to 20 you know i think that's something i would be willing to consider but if you're thinking 15 million is the highest that you can go like i i need to be able to get to 20 um so, you know, so assume, we, we we're said, assuming here a, a four-year deal right we said 16 um per per season i think we could we could do the 16 that goes up to 20 my my thought in it is half of the half of the bonuses so basically well we can't quite do that much in, in incentives oh, that's, i don't think yeah. unless they're likely incentives so we're limited to 15 percent. yeah that's right we are limited so i think 15%. i think if you get to 17 then we're pretty close there well so let's do like we can be in the middle and do roughly roughly 16 and a half 19 and a half you know like something in in that vicinity where my thought on it is that half of the incentives are based just on games played if you're out there and then the other half are kind of we'll, we'll figure out what the benchmarks are but on on quality you know like whether you're actually whether you're beneficent whether you're actually like the basketball player we you were in your second year rather than in your third year and if that if you think that's too much to sacrifice that we can we can walk away but the idea of having what i what i offered as the basically the base and then having incentives on that that are a mix of just you being on the court and also you playing well when you're on the court that's the only way that we can make that happen yeah so looking at next year there are a bunch of teams that could really use me indiana 48 million in space don't have even the slightest whiff of a three on their roster cleveland they desperately need a three that their plan seems to be to use cap space there charlotte probably could use a wing there, there's a lot of teams that could use someone with my skill set in theory so i i feel pretty confident that if i have a good year it's going to be out there for me and you know i think I, I guess i will say his name because you're not even offering that much even though i think i deserve more uh with keldon johnson i would be willing to accept what he got i, I think that's ultimately about where it's going to be i mean that's like four years 74 million um so that's a, I think that's uh that's where we're at uh, on this. I don't think I really want to go much below that. You know, you're still talking about 16 and you know some difficult to reach incentives. I, th- I think we're probably not going to get there. Okay. Um, I mean, you really you can't come up above 16 million guaranteed per season. I, I don't know. So okay, so if you you would be willing to do four, so 474 is 18. That's 18 and a half million guaranteed per season. We yeah. If we do 17 and a half guaranteed and then the rest to get to 19 and a half and so we split it so basically 1 million per year is just games played 1 million per year is some thing that we figure out of of player quality then we would that that we could oof so next year is going to be my age 25 season so this is my 26 through 29 seasons I could do that deal if I could get a player option. You cannot get a player option if you choose the three-year iteration because we want you to be extension eligible. On the four-year, we could give you that, but we're lowering the base. Like if that's we already we've already gone beyond what we were going to do, and well, lo- lowering the base for longer while the cap's going up. That well, no, you're getting sense. a player option out of this. We've never offered a player option. You're trying to sweeten the deal for yourself. If you're if you're doing that, then we're not. We're not doing that at the same salary. Like you're going to sacrifice financially to gain a year of a year of flexibility. If you want to do a straight three-year deal that that has been like three new years that's been on the table but if you want a fourth year 
player option, which gives you risk assurance, because basically that's what this is, is it's like if things go badly for you, you get guaranteed money. Well, then that's going to require sacrifice because then that that's a worst case scenario for us. What's your offer over three years then? A straight three years. It's, it's what we said before. So it's um, seven. Let's do 17.5 million per year. So that'd be so that'd be 52.5 fully guaranteed. And then you'd have an extra one million per year that's just on games played and then an extra one million per year that is on some sort of player quality thing. yeah see if i were you i would actually be willing to pay more on an annual basis to get a fourth year given where the cap I, is going i mean we would do it on a marginal basis we can bump it up a half million a year but we're still taking a ton of risk here you played basically half the games of your career so i mean you're not we're not going to like 20 million if you do a fourth year like we gave you the choice of which one of those you want and we will be extension eligible either way yeah i think that's a fair offer I, it's just up to me of whether i want to take three years or four years and i think i'll go with three years i think that that's if we could do you know three years um you know pretty similar not not a two plus one but uh just a straight three-year deal 17 and a half and then you know what's what's our the games played can i mean you know basically 65 games is a full season this year you know can we make it 55 games sure that's fine um and then for a million and then i don't know what we, we could I, I think we could i think we could save we could save that part of it for off the air yeah no that's fine i I think that's fair uh and you know something that's sustainable i mean maybe it could be a team success thing but or you know three point percentage something along those lines like nothing you you agree it's not something that it's like you know we we would agree i have like a 50 percent chance or better right we're we're thinking something that is below the standard that you had in your second year but above what you did in your third yeah okay that's that's reasonable um yeah and then you know you don't mind if i announce that to the media as uh you know 19.5 a year um and let's let's start it low and have it increase yes um, absolutely so it it, um that'll help you with the tax and also then we can it'll make it easier to extend if they don't reform the extension rules which i think they probably will but well hey when announcing it to the media you might as well just round it up to 20 (laughs) or or do some sort of trade bonus that we imagine that you got traded the day we made sign well well, uh, yeah i mean actually can we just come up with like hey like a a five hundred thousand dollar per year conference finals bonus or something like that so, sure. so, so i can say 20 okay yes. great <laughs> thank you dan <laughs> i think i think that's a, that's exactly how these these conversations actually go uh what do you think on that one dan peanut gallery um seems a little team friendly to me but uh kel johnson created a, a tough market because i think that one was really team uh friendly too would you have done the three or four years if you were me that's a close one. Um, given Hunter's age trajectory, I, I've never been the very biggest believer in him, although his good year, I was very impressed before he got hurt. I, I guess with the injury issues, all that, I guess I would have taken the security of four. Um, but, you know, to me, that's that's one of those that's more of a, a question for the player than the agent, right? The agent does a good job of being able to give him either option, and then the player can pick his own risk tolerance. Yeah, I think especially given the age, to be able to get on at 28 rather than 29 is a big deal. Yeah. And obviously to get to, to be, and that also, uh, you're only on a quote-unquote below market contract, I think, for one year that way. 
um, with the new TV deal. So I, I, I maintain I would have been able, been willing to pay more to get a longer deal as the Hawks, but that's obviously not how they. Well, it, uh, part of it for me it. was the perspective of trying to trying to keep things in line for next year, like you know the ta- the tax and everything else. Like that was something that I had as yeah. a benchmark for them because the Hawks. I mean, yeah, they could make a deal, but I think this team is going to. I mean, we've heard John Collins rumors forever, but like it's kind of hard for me to imagine that they're not going to be maneuvering with the tax for twenty three. 24 so i'm like okay let's do in that but yeah and, and also like the unusual stuff with hunters uh availability i i think was a little bit different yeah that was a, another reason i mean particularly with some of these weird knee issues and having to have a procedure and all that i think you know certainly i needed to uh you know i i could have just ended up on the like you know prove it plan like a one plus one or or something like that for the mid-level if uh, things ended up poorly for me so uh particularly because i was the number four overall pick you know i mean maybe there's some more anchoring there it did have a good playoffs if you guys had to guess you think it comes in above this in terms of per year maybe not guaranteed money yeah i would guess above um mainly because of the number of four pick anchoring that you just said um, but it's close, you know. I, I mean, I definitely don't think either side was way off base in this negotiation. Well, by any it, means. It, it's also the the remember the history of like Travis Schlenk is the one who who not only drafted Hunter but traded up basically to make that happen. And so it, yep. I don't know that the evaluation. It, I mean, obviously it's shifted based on the last three years, but I don't know that it's shifted dramatically. All right, let's move on to the Chicago Bulls and Kobe White. Uh, Mr. LaRue, do you have an offer to make here? If Mr. White, if you're willing to be to get backup point guard money, you know, something more in the like six to eight million a year range, maybe we can bump that up a little bit just because of where that's going to go. We could have a conversation like that. It We think that you that at a deal like that, we could potentially even move you if things aren't working out. Poison pill doesn't really matter too much. So if you're if you're willing to talk in that range, we can do it. But if you if you want to bet on yourself, you think you're going to have a better year than that. Otherwise, we have nothing to discuss. Yeah, realistically, I think it would probably need to get to 10 and something with some short term flexibility, you know, so to uh, I see myself as I, I would like to be a starting point guard at some point. But in the role that I'm in, I actually shoot the ball from three really well with pretty high volume. Got okay size. I think I can be at least, you know, a high quality scoring sixth man along like a Jordan Clarkson type of role eventually again with the cap going up as much as it is. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think you, you got to get to, you know, something along the lines of, uh, three years, 33 million, something like that, uh, for us to be interested. We hope that you play at that level, whether it's for us or for someone else, if we get a, a haul for you in a trade, but we're not going to commit to that, right? Well, hopefully you can trade me during training camp. Number eight overall pick Jackson Hayes, the Pelicans. Yeah, so I, I know this has been a sticking point in the past. Uh, your qualifying offer next year, assuming it doesn't get lowered because of the starter criteria, looking just over $9 million per year. Uh, is I, We're not going to offer more in an extension uh, than that. It's going to be a little bit less than that. Is, uh, does that just mean we're, we're done here? Uh, speaking, uh, breaking the fourth wall here and not speaking to Dan, I'd be very worried as uh, Jackson Hayes and his representation with Zion coming back here. You've got Larry Nance still on the team. Uh, obviously, Valanchunas is someone that they've committed to going forward for a year after this one. You know, perhaps there's a thought that after he leaves that Hayes could be the starting center next to Zion like shown a little bit of 
shooting ability, but also really is not, you know, the only time he's been even remotely effective, he's been playing next to another center that those minutes simply are not going to be there this year. You know, I think he's probably going to just be like a pure backup center. I just don't know how many minutes are going to be available this season. Also has had plenty of legal troubles. So now turning back to Dan, you know, I would like to, I realize I'm not going to be a starter this year and probably not next year. Uh, The center market is a little bit rough. You know, but someone like me, I think I'm kind of like equivalent to, you know, what Mo Bamba has been doing. And, and he got a, a $10 million contract for next year. So kind of what I'd be looking for is, you know, something that kind of bridges the gap between quality backup center and low end starter with the idea the organization drafted me eighth overall that I'm going to move into. You know, I think like Daniel Gafford is another uh, good analog for me, what he got to where I'm going to move into being being the starter after Valanciunas's contract expires or if I play well this year he could be traded um but also acknowledging that I haven't played at that type of a level yet but the organization is still invested in me so I think you know something that maybe started at nine this year and with the max raises over three years you know got up to whatever that would be like you know 11.5 I would be willing to do that you know a, th- a three-year deal you know overall in the 33 million yeah the difference between you and those other players, uh, a lot of it is the legal issues. Is that I was drafted eighth overall? <laughs> well, it's, it's the legal issues. It's the, the optics we get from giving you money right now. Um, you know, that, that depresses your value. That makes it, and not that we're unwilling to extend you. It just makes us less willing to. Um, you know, we would do, uh, you know, you're talking 11 million per year. Um, you know, we're thinking more uh, seven. Yeah, that's going to be too low. I mean, no, no, I would be shocked if any first round player took that. I mean, the the lowest extensions that we've seen for basically anyone in the past few years are like the Grayson Allen, Landry Shamit, uh, which is in the nine ten million per year range, and that's at least still two guaranteed years in the case of both of them. So, let, let me, yeah, I mean, if if seven per year is the highest you can get, I, we don't have anything to discuss, particularly with that qualifying offer being higher than that. I, you know, I mean, that's sort of like a starting point to me in the negotiations. What, what if we um, what, if, and, what if we did nine starting, but uh, we had a fourth year that's uh, unguaranteed? Well, I think is there a way we could do and this is probably not gonna be great radio, but is there a way that we could do some incentives? Because I mean, you guys aren't going to have cap space anyway. So we could maybe throw in some incentives. You know, unlikely incentives can only be 15%. But based on the amount that I played last year, which may not be the case this year, but they could, it would be likely at the time we sign it, uh-huh. I think. Yeah. So maybe we can throw in enough incentives to where if I hit those, they'll be likely as of the time we sign it. Then some more unlikely incentives to where, all right, you know, we'll start at nine. But then if I do become the starting center and play enough minutes... I can get paid like, you know, at least a lower end starting center. So if we started at nine, throw in some incentives based on what I did last year and, you know, some additional ones as well to where maybe it could get up to 13 or 14 uh, if I did become the starter. Yeah, I mean, the problem with that is, you know, you played 20 minutes per game. Uh, you started 28 games. So I, I'm open to that in theory. Maybe we can figure out a, a way to construct this. Uh, but it, it seems to be hard technically to make it work because, you know, I'd say, okay, great. You start 55 games or and or you play, you know, 28 minutes a game or something like a starting center then yeah we're okay paying you like a starting center but those would be unlike well well i mean i think though 
Like, obviously, I'm not going to start at the four. Zion is there. Well, I mean, this might be semantic. I mean, you know, both of you have games that are still developing. It's going to be somewhat, maybe it's just semantics of if you are the starting bigs, who's the four and who's the five. Right. Okay. Well, so, so, but that's fine, though. I mean, I think if if I'm at the point where, what did I start? I started 20. I started 20 last year. Yep. 28. You started 28 and, and played 20 minutes per game. Okay. So, I mean, I think that's actually a pretty reasonable proxy for being a star. I mean, it's not perfect. Do you think 28 but, starts and 20 minutes per game is a reasonable proxy for being a starter? Well, no, but what I'm saying is like, I'm not going to beat that unless I also, I like am the starter for a significant portion. Like if I, my point is either I'm not going to get there or if I do, I'm probably going to blow past those numbers by quite a bit. Uh, realistically. Qu- quick question. Could you do starts as a proportion of games? So if he starts 40% of his Ooh, see that No, that, well, yeah. So you started 28 of 70. So to make it like that's 40%. Uh, yeah. Now that, that makes some sense. That's a right Cause I guess my, con- that's better. Cause my concern is, Oh, you know, Valentunas could could miss some games, and you could start twenty eight and clearly not be the starter. Well, but I'm I am the starter. <laughs> like, I, I mean, I'm still giving you production uh, at that level in theory. I mean, you're, you're it's, it's at the point where you didn't go get someone else at least, right? I mean, that's you know, I, I, I mean, you're still uh, you'll have a quality option there, but I, I mean, that's but generally you're you're open to that idea. I, I think you know we don't need to necessarily hammer it out that hard. Um, and also, I, I'm not a thousand percent sure that the whole likely unlikely thing can work in an extension when the extension doesn't kick in until the next year. Right. That, like whether it'd point. be legal or not. Yeah. Because you can have you can have likely incentives be any portion of the, of the contract, really. Uh, but Right. But it's going to be based. That's a good point. But it's going to be based on the coming year. Uh, how about we make yeah, it? I, I'm pretty sure you can do it, though. I mean, you're you're. Uh, but, but what they'll get I mean, reclassified during the. Oh, I. Yeah. I don't know. That's an interesting one. I don't know how the league would handle I, I'm pretty sure you can do it. I think let's let's just assume we can for now. And uh, someone can tell us that we're wrong. But I mean, that's that's sort of like. You know, base of nine, likely incentives maybe to get me up to 12, and then unlikely incentives that are really, you know, high based on being the pure starter. You know, maybe the unlikely incentives get up to 50 starts or something to get me to 14. That would be, that's, I'd be willing to take that. And I just want to be clear on the likely incentives. We're going to do it as all three because this is really, it's got to be you, you uh, start at least 28 games, you start at least 40% of the games, and you play at least 20 minutes per game. Uh, it can't just be, it's going to be all yeah. three for the likely. Well, yeah, I mean the 20 minutes per game one, I mean, that's, that maybe could just be it on its own. Like, cause if he's not the starter, like he's not going to play more than 20 minutes a game. We're going to make it all three. You have to hit all three, 28 starts, 40% of starts, 20 minutes per game. That's going to be the likely incentives. You, you can't, we're not going to leave the opportunity for you to backdoor into it by hitting one of those. You have to hit all three and it's going to be four years uh, with the fourth year non-guaranteed. Okay. Deal. All right. Good luck writing that down in the sheet. <laughs> Uh, my, my thought on it is that's a lot of guaranteed money for Jackson Hayes. Me too. <laughs> but also, I, I mean, I think Dan did a good job of being realistic about what the organization thinks of this guy rather than, you know, what a sane person would. I would also add that I, I think they're, you know, he's young. He has upside. He's athletic. He, he found somewhat of a groove late last season. To me, I look at it as paying for that fourth unguaranteed year. You're paying for that upside. That could be a bargain. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, and I think. You know, they at least believe he can be a backup center. Like they're going to, particularly with some of the health issues that guys like Nance 
uh, you know, Nance could be a free agent after this year too. You know, he might be gone. And then Jackson Hayes is the third big as well in the plan. He showed some shooting potential. So I, I think it's, it's not crazy. Uh, and you know, you probably are going to have to pay 5 million a year at minimum for a backup center, if not more than that. And you know, 9 million is kind of the new 5 million uh, as we go through this. So yeah, that, that'll be interesting. I mean, the Pels definitely have their tax issues going forward here. You know, that's basically, they're now right at the tax again with that contract for next year. And that's with no Nance. Um, but also the the qualifying offer was useful. I don't think Hayes would have made the starter criteria this year, honestly. So that, but I think even without the starter criteria, it's like seven million qualifying offer. I think is so uh, close to that. Yeah, it, so it, that's it still dro- something that would be some leverage. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so this is. I, I think we're doing okay here so far. Man, it is crazy to think that I've been working with Helix Sleep since 2015. And I think that's because my story with them seems to really resonate with listeners. If you've never heard it before, that was kind of the beginning of the direct-to-consumer boom. And there was another very prominent mattress company at that time that was trying to convince you that mattresses were one-size-fits-all. They found the one formula, the one mattress that was going to work for everyone. My then-girlfriend, now-wife, and I ordered that mattress. We ended up having to return it because, hey, guess what? Not everyone is the same. And then she did some more research and found Helix Sleep. We took their sleep quiz and we found a mattress that actually worked for us and our body types. And uh, Helix offers 20 unique mattresses. Everybody sleeps differently. And Helix mattresses are designed for specific sleep positions and field preferences. Hot or cold, side sleeper, back sleeper. So take that Helix sleep quiz. Find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. And it's shipped straight to your door, free of charge. It's no risk because you really need to sleep on the mattress in your own home. You're like, well, how should I order this if I can't sleep? I'm like, yeah, you're not going to learn anything by going to the mattress store and sleeping on the mattress where do I take my shoes off? Do I leave my shoes on? But then my feet kind of hang off the bed because I don't want to put my shoes on the bed. And is it weird that I'm laying here for more than 30 seconds? You can't tell anything under those circumstances. You might as well just order it, get it sent to your house get that 100 night trial they're 10 to 15 year warranty depending on the model and there's never been a better time to try a helix sleep mattress because they are offering 20 percent off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners at helixsleep.com slash cap space easy room slash cap space we talk about all the time here on the program that's helixsleep.com slash cap space this is their best offer yet i can attest to that since i've been working with them for nine years and it won't last long with helix better sleep starts now don't forget that slash cap space url to let them know that you came from us man i just love american giant just an amazing clothing company i was reminded again of how much i love it when i drove from california to montana over the all-star break and you know what it's like when you're on a long road trip and it's cold particularly when it starts off warm in the bay and then we get into some really cold areas you're like well i don't want to wear like my jacket in the car but then i get out to fill gas I'm going to be freezing, but the American Giant hoodie was perfect because despite being made out of a nice heavy material that'll keep you warm, it's not too hot as well. So I was able to wear it in the car, not be too hot, step out of the car and still be warm enough when I was filling up gas or going into a restaurant or something that I didn't feel like I needed my jacket, even when it was cold outside. These things are amazingly durable. I proposed to my wife wearing an American Giant hoodie in the Grand Canyon almost seven years ago. I still own that same hoodie. I still wear it constantly. And American Giant has since 
spread out into all sorts uh, of other types of clothing like their premium slub crew tee the no bs high-rise pant the slim roughneck pant featured in giant magazine issue two every american giant piece is made in america and designed to last no exceptions and it provides year-round comfort so find a closet staple for every part of your spring days at american-giant.com and get 20 percent off your first order when you use that finger code capspace at checkout you remember we talk about capspace all the time here on the program that's 20 percent off your first order at american-giant.com don't forget that capspace code to let them know you came from us um what's next next up is rui hashimura the ninth pick of the 2019 over uh, draft still on the same team the washington wizards still now i'm mock tommy shepherd and this is hard because we like you rui we and it, you did have your best season of your three in terms of statistically though you did of course miss time at the beginning of it due to let's call it protocols and some some wellness some wellness stuff and but you did have your best year yeah. But at the same point, I, I mean, it does actually make this hard to, for a second here because you just we don't the organization and Rui both know why it was that he missed that time. And we don't really have a great understanding of that right now. So that that makes these negotiations so, a little bit more difficult. That also, It makes it less realistic. But also, I mean, the other thing that makes this challenging is we as the Wizards still aren't sure where you fit into our rotation. And so we're and you haven't played to us at a definitive like starter level at any point. So while we're happy to pay you you know like we'll have restricted rights pay you 17 to 22 if things go really well this year you haven't done that yet so this is this is different than it sounds like there's a deal with deandre hunter this is this is not that situation so for us this is more of a risk mitigation circumstance for you if you would rather take something in the 12 to 13 million dollar range just because that's a lot of money it could be over three years it could be over four years no options then we could do it but if you don't if you're not comfortable with something in the 12 to 13 million range then we will not come to an agreement right now yeah i, I mean i think on, on a three-year deal that's something that i would i would be willing to work with um you know something that you know you're obviously the organization has invested a lot of me uh you're uh i'm big in japan i don't know if you heard that um so you know get, get some uh some of that japanese sponsorship money as well that's uh it's always good for the organization um so yeah i mean I, if you could do three years 39 million i would sign yes we would do that sold and like this so i talked in the kind of the intro about the the idea of like how how finance is going to shift and it's like yeah i mean because the other basic point that i didn't make there i thought it would come up during the pod was this is a lot of money like you know the other like so for as the wizards it's like okay yeah 13 million a year depending on how you structure like that is significant for them but as a proportion of the cap it's going pretty manageable but for rui hashimura 39 million of guaranteed money is fantastic no I, I think that's right and he's made some in his career but not a, a crazy amount yet so this is in concert with his rookie deal and uh, also again i mean i think just to have missed the amount of time that he did for personal reasons you know that's we're going into the realm of speculation to some degree here but you probably don't miss time for personal reasons that much time due to something that is external to you you know something along the lines of like a death in the family or something like that like that seems uh particularly for a young player when you haven't established your career yet um now may maybe i'm wrong about that again i'm i'm speculating but it's probably something having to do with him and that's and if that's the case i think there's probably a fear that that is something that could recur what do you think dan yeah um to me it seems mostly fair but i'm i'm down on Rui relative to i think definitely i think to where the wizards are 
Um, I, I, <laughs> well, I think everyone is. Yeah, and that, that, that probably describes everyone at this um, point. And so I, I think this was a good rational negotiation between people who weren't Rui and weren't the Wizards and looking at it more objectively. I bet between Rui and between the Wizards, I bet this comes in higher if there's an extension. That's interesting. Yeah, I mean, like quite honestly, I think of Rui as pretty close to replacement level type of guy or just like a backup forward. Um, I mean, maybe there's some upside there. I haven't particularly seen it, well, what that would be on either end. He's also little bit older so Rui already turned 24 and he'll so this will be you know it'll be his age 20 his first year will be his age 25 season but he's like right on the basketball reference line there so it's like you know because he you know came into the league at age 21 so that's it it is a consideration well and I think as I'm going through this particularly with Hachimura and Hunter I think the three-year deal is a good compromise you get the team to get you know one year under the rising cap of kind of cheap labor but also the player can still get back onto the market when he's in his prime hopefully you know and get that another big deal if he plays well that's commensurate with the rising cap who's next here nick's here uh donovan mitchell are you available (laughs) (laughs) that that's what i'm talking to right i'm talking to donovan or i'm talking to danny ainge when uh, how are things how are things going Oh man, uh, who, who is <laughs> who are we actually talking about here? Oh, oh, it's Cam Reddish. Click. Oh God, Cam Reddish. Wow. Yeah, I think I think that's uh, especially if Tom Thibodeau is is involved. Doesn't doesn't seem like that's going to work very well. Uh, this guy though is going to have a, an interesting negotiation. Cameron Johnson in the Phoenix Suns. Uh, Suns here. Uh, we are thinking uh, four years, seventy-two million. That's a reasonable opening offer. That's the nicest uh, thing Nate's ever said about my opening offer. <laughs> um, you know, I was Mikhail Bridges got four for eighty-four, right? I had in my head four ninety. I can't remember which one is the one that we agreed on in the mock and which one is the one that he actually. <laughs> I, if if got. memory serves, you're actually both right. I think that was the kind of the incentive split. Gotcha. Okay, so here I can actually find a second. Uh yeah, for four ninety was yeah the maximum sale. Yeah, so that's uh that's good there. So. Given, and it's like 484 guaranteed, given the rising cap that we're just a year later, you know, I, I think just to be, I'm going to obviously going to be the starting forward going forward. You had acknowledged that that's true sons, that this is, this is the last year of Jay Crowder's contract. I might even surpass him to be the starter this year. Like I am your starting power forward going forward. It'd be nice. We hope you're, you're up to that. Um, we obviously want to keep you around and would like that to be the case, but uh, we're not promising that um yeah well I, I i realize that but obviously if you're offering me 18 million a year even with the rising cap that's probably how you're you're gonna see me um so i would take exactly what mikhail bridges got for four for 84 and you know some pie in the sky incentives we, above that we would take a player producing exactly like mikhail bridges does uh unfortunately that's not quite you uh, you're you're a clear match below that yeah i'm way better on offense than he is oh yeah, he he takes like four threes per thirty six minutes. Yeah, it's not okay. Uh, and he's way 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 better on defense. You're you're yeah, but we're also we're also a year later now. We didn't know uh you know, there hadn't been the same reporting on the rising cap. Uh, I mean, I think you know you're twenty six years old yeah. you're, now. It makes us a little nervous to do four. Some of this is you know you you had this injury history coming into the league. Thankfully, it, you know th- those concerns are are not the same uh, as what they appeared to be then. You've looked more spry, but we only say spry about 
old people. You know, uh, do you say spry about people who dunk on PJ Tucker like I did in the NBA Finals? Yeah, that was that um, was very right, spry. I, I, how how about this then? So the fourth year gives you some concern? A little bit. Okay. Well, why don't we go three years, sixty-two million? Well, uh, you know, <laughs> I, I promise I'm not trying to be difficult here. The fourth year does give us concern, but the cap rising offsets it enough where like we'd prefer four years. Um, we, who, <laughs> what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, we don't prefer four years as clearly as we would for a younger player. There's a little bit of of concern there, but yes, four years is still our our preference. You're saying four eighty four, we're saying four seventy two. So why don't we meet in the middle at uh four seventy seven, four seventy eight? Well. I'll, that's better math. Four seventy-eight. Ooh, I mean, forty-three percent from downtown on six threes a game. That's pretty good. Um, but yeah, I'm, I, I'm, uh, I do think I have a little bit of a downside risk here. Age twenty-five already, you know, even older than some of these other dudes. So this is going to be you know, you're paying for my twenty-seven through thirty seasons. Age twenty-six already. Oh yeah, well yeah. Last year, this is my age twenty-six season. Sorry. Um, yeah. So you're paying. You're still you're paying for my age twenty-seven through thirty seasons. Yeah. So a four-year deal what's what would you be willing to do on a three-year deal oh if it's 78 that's 19 and a half million per year if we were going to do three we'd do 51 million yeah so you're you're just offering less over a three-year deal than yeah. you would like i said we prefer the fourth and I, i'm sorry i didn't come out more clearly in, in the first place we'd prefer four years right so it's not going to be the, yeah. the same um, even though it, our preference for four isn't quite as strong as it would be if you were younger all right well if you can get to 80, four for 80, just nice round number, 20 million a year, you got a deal. And, you know, we'll we'll throw in some, you know, conference finals type incentives or something like that. To get like to that. 80. Well, uh, yeah, we'll definitely do those incentives to get there. No, 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 but above 80, I'm saying. I mean, I mean th- throw in what it could be, make it to the NBA finals even if you want. But, you know, again, let me win the press conference here to get it to 86 in theory, but 80 for real. How, how about 78 base and we'll get you to 82 with incentives escalating from conference finals to finals? championship all right we're really two million dollars apart here is that, is that is that where we are you say it with a tone of well why don't i just bend um okay how, how about this how about you give me we'll do 78 but six million in like actual reachable incentives you know kind of 50 percent outcome incentive like, like uh deandre hunter can we do those with with uh playoff results we'll just kind of scale it up second round conference finals nba finals championship um you know the only reason we're comfortable paying like this is it's a high point for our team we you know we want to uh you know, keep winning. Um, you know, we, we don't want to, if we're doing it with individual incentives, we want to be very careful. There's not something, you know, on three point percentage where you're going to, you know, stop taking shots or things like that. Um, we saw with DeAndre and some of the downsides of not extending someone, uh, you know, we'd like these to be team performance things. All right. So how, how about then let's just do 2 million per round, second round conference finals final. And uh, as, a, as a point of clarity from the person logging this, is this 2 million per season or is this 2 million over the course of the four? Oh, yeah. No, that's a that, thank you. That is a good point. Uh, yeah. So it's it's 500,000 per round. Oh, per year, okay. But, well, yeah, I took 10 per season. I was like, oh, no, 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 no. Okay. 500,000 per round of second round conference finals final. All right. I, I guess it would be, I guess it would be, you know, 666,000 or per. Why wasn't it 500,000? Uh, because that would be, I mean, we could do 500 per round like if you if making it to the playoffs at all is the first one but it's supposed to be two million per season total in incentives so you got you got to it's got to add up there so if it's 500,000 there has to be four Wait, i thought maybe i missed i thought we're going for uh one million per season to get it to 82 we're going to guarantee 478 
and then to get it to 82. Oh yeah, you're right. God, I'm I I have a small child. <laughs> All right, this is uh, let's let's just assume we get there. This is uh, so, yeah, we can we're gonna say four years, that, 78 million guaranteed. With yeah. it could get up to 82 uh, based on getting to the second round, conference finals, finals, and uh, winning the championship. And so it'll be 250,000 for each of those. Fine. All right, great. I love it. Let me just run this by our owner, and then we'll be all set. <laughs> all right, PJ Washington in Charlotte. Hi, buddy. We're obviously in a little bit of flux in terms of the forward spots, but we're still not exactly sure where you fit in the mix. Like we've heard a few times before on this, like as we're hearing in these negotiations around the league, like you you might be, you know, a, earn your way into a starting contract with us. That would be great. But we're not sure of that at this moment. So like your your qualifying offers eight million if you make hit the starter criteria. I think it's actually around that kind of either either way. Um, if memory serves, we're thinking about, you know, if you wanted to mitigate risk and do something in that range, you know, eight, nine, maybe even 10 million would maybe would have a non guarantee in the last year we could do it. But if you want more than that and you might earn that, then you'll have to do that by having a great year. Yeah. I mean, I think I'm pretty clearly going to be a starter for this team. Like Miles Bridges, it would shock me if he's a part of this group long term at this point. Like you need a starting power forward. Like who else is it going to be? I mean, we, we just don't know. It's, it's not about the role, it's about whether you. You can fill it as we envision ourselves as a playoff team that can eventually start advancing in rounds. Like you, are, you are a good player. You're a part of our future. Wait, wait, Mike, Mike, Michael Jordan is, has envisions his team as advancing and beyond the first round of the playoffs. Come on, that's we're going totally to go farther than North Carolina <laughs> in the tournament every year. Um, well, I think also like my ability to play small ball center uh, as a stretch five is really important to the offense. I mean, it is, uh, except that team. those lineups have never defended. Like you, they've been, they've been. Uh, but I mean, they they are just good though. They still like are are very. Those have been your best lineups over the last two three years. So what are you thinking here? Like you, you, so I, I already gave you a basic a basic framework here. What it what would be an acceptable annual value for you? I ain't kind of low end starter, fifteen million a year. Okay, we're we're not going to do that right now. You we and there's a possibility they're going to pay. Also, we have so much uncertainty about our finances. So committing that to you right now, I mean, we might end up. Lord knows, we we went we went through the ups and downs of this a year ago with a player who will not be named. Um, but so if if we need to pay you more than that, but we also think that restricted free agency will not be the most friendly to you. You're a you know kind of a man without a country positionally. So if we need to roll those dice, if you're you know, if you're not willing to accept something in the $10 million range and it, that's well within your rights, then I don't think we're going to come to an agreement. Well, I mean, I, I would say a good analog for me is Bobby Portis. Um, you know, and, and, and but he's older, right? I'm still going into this is going to be my age 24 season with plenty of headroom to improve. So, I, I mean, that's that's kind of where I and with the cap going up as well. I think this is just, you know, I mean, 15 Bobby, million a year is Bobby kinda, Portis did that yeah. a on a team that he had leverage on and and, and was an unrestricted regent and also like where he took a pay cut the year before. So, I understand where you're going with that, but we don't accept that as a comparable. Yeah, I mean, as of right now, without my cap hold, you've got like four. 40 million in caps. Yeah, that's how it's really great, but, doesn't it? But who else are you spending that on? Like, when is the last 
good like the last free agent better than yeah but if you do washington that's gone to show if we don't care your your with your situation like we then we would have that flexibility and we would have full the full capacity to retain you and we would expect to do so we could retain you and add another forward option presumably that's where we want to go yeah like i I mean like i'm gonna just like am i wrong about this am i i'm like the clear starter at power forward this year right i think you're gonna be that way but you think i'm gonna start but we don't uh, uh, who am i missing you i think you are going to have the opportunity to start but we don't know that you are a starting caliber power forward so i mean i've i've been averaging like 30 minutes a game for you over the course of my career that sounds like a star to me we'll see how the defensive limitations play out i mean like like gordon hayward who knows how many games he's gonna play like i'm clearly gonna start more than half we're, of the, we're our, half of the game we're not we're not disagreeing on your opportunity it is more about how well you will perform within that like the idea that just because you start because one of our because the person who is a starter who over you who is a vastly superior player may not be available that's that's not what that's not what we're, we're we have no disagreement there yeah i mean and honestly like gordon hayward being out i probably would have started a bunch of anyway i mean i've, I've started 146 of 187 games in my career yeah so and and, so, and I, mean, you, I just don't see where you're getting off like not paying me for at least a, like a low-end star money but all right if you d- disagree on that that's fine i guess we'll uh we'll see what happens in july i really enjoyed nate basically trying to back the hornets into admitting that starting games on the hornets is not some great accomplishment <laughs> i mean it's it does actually game started does seem to end up mattering uh in in what guys get paid as much as maybe it shouldn't i mean not all starts are created equal speaking of not all things created equal <laughs> yeah. let's go to the sixth man of the year Ooh, hey danny offer him based here. on how many games you start <laughs> oh i would i don't i don't know if it's allowed but having it on how many games he closes would be so much funnier <laughs> Um. Yeah, Tyler Hero is looking for a max deal. That's what that's been the what we've been looking for the whole time. I mean, it just it been a really high score, a big part of this team's future. Uh, go ahead and give me that, and and we're good. You know, I'll, I'll uh, not not force you to give me the player option. Hold your horses, there, Chandler Parsons. I I, I think that you. <laughs> You could earn, you know, a a four year, you know, a four year deal at the twenty five percent max, like that. And and as a restricted free agent, we wouldn't be stunned for that to happen. However, we, as the Miami Heat, we are very fiscally responsible, and in such a deal, you are not, you are, you are basically not taking on any risk. And as we know, there is plenty of risk to the Tyler Hero experience. So what we think of as a reasonable starting point, you know, like and we can talk about it from here, is that well the the numbers that were reported for Anthony Simons were um, it was originally reported as four years, a hundred million dollars. When the actual stuff came out, it was a little bit lower than that, um, which is often the way things go. So we so and we don't know. You know, we can talk about duration. You know, years of the contract here, but would you accept something in the 20 so that contract i believe it was like 24 million per year guaranteed you know guaranteed then there were some some bonuses and all that fun stuff but like is something in that 24 to 25 million range acceptable to you at all uh it looks like all of science yeah it looks it, I, i'm looking it up now it looks like it is it's just it just goes it just ramps up so it is fully guaranteed but he was a he was a restricted yeah. for agent you and you are not this would be a year ahead of time for you yeah again i mean if we're talking on four years we got two of these years under the new 
new cap. And I mean, there are teams that definitely can really use my services. A team like the Orlando Magic, for example, it really needs a, a scoring guard. And, you know, I've already said, like, I you need to start me this year. I anticipate that I will be the starter this year. And if I'm the starter and I'm averaging like 23 points a game, which is basically what's going to happen this year, most likely. So you're then, so in, in this you know, scenario, you're, you're, really pay you're starting over Max Struess or we're starting Jimmy at the four? Either or. Like, you, I, I'm too good to not be starting this year. Like, I've worked too hard for that, as I've said in the media. So I, I think I'm willing to come off of the max a little bit. But, I mean, Anthony Simons, you will agree that I am way more accomplished than Anthony Simons, who has never even, like, sniffed the court in the playoffs, whereas I've had some huge playoff moments. You've had some huge playoff moments. You've also had some significant playoff duds. And that's, that's that a was part. due to injury, though. Yeah, that's that's a part of the experience. So let's let's clarify terms here because of so we'll use the so the newest projection that the league has the league has given out for the 23-24 season is a one hundred and thirty four million dollar cap. So that would mean yeah, and it's actually good to say yeah the the so the max starting that year would be thirty three point five million. Yes, so, so you uh, pay me more than ten million below the max next year? No it's way. It's our it's our no, first of all we're at, we're at twenty five already, so we're we're with, we're well within that. Well, well, but oh, fine, twenty five flat then though, right? Like we're not starting at twenty five right. and doing eight so, percent raises. Well, I mean, we can we, we okay, we can we can get at that, but remember this is a year ahead of time like you we agree that there is a distinct possibility that you will you know that you could do this and we hope that you earn the starting spot over max Struess or however this ends up getting structured and we and, and honestly we expect that to be the case and and more importantly for you than starting games is closing them and we expect that you will be doing that when your defense is tenable for us including in the playoffs so we're will, like so, so here's the thing you know if, if you what you're saying is max or near max so if like like if we're we're not getting particularly close to you know to 30 million a year because if we're going to pay you that then we might as well just pay you that a year from now and you will get the opportunity and you could do that but if we're in more in the like either starting at 25 million if you want to do that and just do the 8% raises or like 27 as a, just like a rough flat number like say just 27 per year so that would be 4 years 108 we would do we would do that but getting beyond that it's just like we're just taking on too much risk for basically no benefit all right well can it, it, four years 108 might work for me as a base also it's uh one million more than rj Barrett, which i um different types of players but i think that's that's a reasonable analog just what's the incentive like i want to have attainable incentives that can get that up to 120 okay so attainable but ambitious we're not doing things these would have to be beyond what you have already done we're not well yeah i I think that's that's just you know whatever we would expect a reasonable progression to be based on what i did last year I, i think that's you know but not like like I, I think if I just continue to just normal growth from the player I've been, you know, I'm I'm worth this much. So we're doing 108. So that would be so we're adding 12 million in incentives over four years. So that'd be three million, three million per year. Yeah. I don't think we need to, even though I know some people truly love that, to hash out all that. We that that is. <laughs> Who are those people? Oh, I have no idea. <laughs> have we ever gotten any feedback at all? It's like give us more.
more incentive negotiations <laughs> on this podcast. So, so, so yes, uh, I, we we the Miami Heat will will accept that. Okay, yeah, I mean it would be something along the lines of like maybe maintaining the three point percentage or yeah, or we, you we, know, continued yeah. growth for but the it would assists, be, it would be or, you know something it would be along better than you. It would be your best season so far, but not yeah. by no, like that, not, that not like reasonable. super duper star. And we could also uh, correct me if I'm wrong. We could put in Pascal Siakam style language here that if you got if you made an all nba team that we could bump this up right i don't think so oh uh, but because he's not uh, at the well max, I, I mean not above yeah because it's not the max yeah that's right okay uh, so but you could i mean that that could be an incentive uh you know that yeah. but, but that's i i would i would consider that to be too high of yeah, an maybe that would be like the last the, the last piece of this about. puzzle i i, yeah, I think i mean I maybe think, that gets us i think to our, andy I think Andy Ellsberg would figure out some smart ways to do this. Agreed. All right, who's next here? Well, just quickly, Dan, this was one of the, like, this was the one that I had circled on my stuff as being the most complicated from the player and team perspective. What do you think of this outcome? Yeah, that seems pretty fair. A lot of talk that Hero wants the max. Um, but yeah, I think you were right to hold firm on that. I, I haven't seen Simons as a comp. I like that. Um, I think it makes sense. And I, I think this actual deal is, uh, is very fair. Uh, this, this is, I'm sure we'll talk about this at the end, but so far, this is the one that I see as most realistic. Uh, I would say it's fair. I actually, and we'll see who's right about this, but I don't see it as realistic. I think the Heat, particularly just to keep open their trading options, and also I just, I don't think they believe in him that much. Uh, You know, they would have started him already if they did. So, and I think they're just really worried about his defense and, you know, not a great passer, not an amazing finisher. So I, and I I think, I'm not sure how sold they are on him. I would not be sold. I wouldn't offer him this. I would actually take it to restricted free agency uh, with him. And, you know, particularly given their tax situation, I mean, if this starts at, you know, I assume we'll do the normal races, but it starts off at like 25 million a year, say. I think that's going to put them 17 million over the tax. At that price. Like that was the, the logic for me was it's not necessarily with the heat but would he be traded as positive value and i'm and my thought was unless hero gets hurt i think someone would be happy about it you brought up the early magic in the negotiations i think you know i think there would be teams that would be interested yeah and obviously this will affect jordan Poole. i i brought that up talking to slater as well that i felt like the warriors should extend pool like i think there's a much greater chance that hero the heat would want to trade hero during this season than the warriors would want to trade pool during this season but i actually think there's a greater chance the warriors would want to trade pool next offseason as opposed to the heat with hero who's next on our list here uh next up is romeo Langford with the spurs next up after that is right. Nikhil alexander walker with the jazz and then back to danny yeah Siko Demboyo, by the way uh at 15 he is uh long gone despite being someone that i actually liked pretty well in that draft uh and chuma keiki remember he was injured so he didn't sign his rookie scale deal until uh he's only played two years now so yeah alexander walker batadze i think we can probably just move on from those guys uh matisse seibel sixers you got an offer to make there that depends how immunized are you at this point <laughs> i mean it doesn't matter at all outside of toronto no it, it doesn't matter i mean we the hard thing well, if if we're going by the aaron Rodgers conception of it i'm quite immunized the, the, the problem <laughs> for us i mean we, we we still do believe in you matisse but we also brought in d'anthony melton who while not as good as you at your best things is a better we feel is a better overall player like a better fit with us just like he was on the grizzlies 
So if you're willing to take backup money, you know, like clear cut backup money in the seven to nine million dollar range, we can get a deal done right now on the idea that whether it's us or a potential trade partner, we can get something done. If it also does make it harder to trade you, which might be good for you and for us. So if you want something in that range, you want to mitigate a bunch of risk as a, you know, as a player who has an uncertain future, we can have a conversation. So I made two all defense teams. That's uh congratulations. So, uh, yeah, those sorts of things generally yeah. seem to count uh, around the NBA for winning the press conference. And so you're thinking, could you get to three years, 30 million Sixers? 330 is a little bit rich for us. We could get there with incentives, but as base, we were thinking the highest we were going to go was three years, 27. So that's not too far off here. But we said so we could do some uh, we could do some unlikely bonuses if that if that is enough to juice it for you. But we won't do 30 million guaranteed now. Hmm. And if, if it's me, I think Thibel should take this. Like, I think he's like going to be on the fringes of the rotation in the playoffs this year, frankly. And, you know, he definitely can defend a lot. I, I mean, I would say, I think I would actually do the three years, 27, and then we can throw in some incentives for like number of three point attempts for 36 minutes or something that shows some offensive improvement. Because I think actually Kyle Anderson is a pretty decent yeah, that was that was actually someone i was him. thinking of with the 327 yeah uh, although I, I mean i actually think kyle anderson is better than matisse seibel personally because he can at least do something on offense but you know superficially i think it works so uh yeah I, I we'll do that and then you know maybe we can do 15 percent incentives that tied to offense or or you know we can do minutes played or start something along the line so just to indicate what like hey if i'm really gonna be in a solid rotation oh role, here's here's an offer for you matisse we'll go to we'll go to 10 million a year if you'll give us a fourth year non-guaranteed no i don't want to do that okay just wanted to ask yeah yeah you'd have to go a little higher to, to buy that i think particularly again with the the rising cap and i'm still hoping i can develop my offensive game enough to where you know i mean if it's even passable now you're talking about a guy in the high teens uh so but it's uh unfortunately not passable or very passable when I'm passing up shots. Um, who's next on the list here? Brandon Clark. Uh, and by the way, actually, quickly, Peanut Gallery, you got anything on that one, Dan? Yeah, man. What a! I feel like his stock has fallen a lot um, with the vaccination stuff. I uh, just he was just seemed all out of sorts throughout the playoffs. Um, I, I think if he played this out, there's a pretty good chance he would get more. Um, and he's just he's negotiating at a time where I think his stock is, is low. I think his stock's only going to get worse. Like I think he's going to be like their ninth man this year. I think if well, that, and if they if they have a playoff run, he's going to not really play. Uh, is going to be my guess. So um, I think that if he continues on the trajectory where he left off coming off the playoffs, if this has just thrown him that experience, then yes, I agree. Um, but I think if he can get back to the level he was playing earlier in the year last year, um, then I think he's worth more than this. Uh, can I give you one other quick thought that I had as this on the Sixers? Why I was willing to go as high as I did is that I thought somebody would be interested. And one of the ways of doing this is basically you create an additional trade exception. So you sign Thibault, and as long as it's not huge negative contract, somebody I don't know what team it would be specifically with him. Maybe it's the Pacers or something. You did they just take him into space and you create a roughly you know nine million dollar trade exception? Yeah, you could do that. And also they just don't really have any mid level of salaries. You know they've got Melton at eight million. You know tucker they're probably going to want to keep next year so uh you know they still have harris but yeah to to make a a, a trade with a mid-level of salary that they don't necessarily have it. so that's interesting i mean i don't think the sixers are going to do this um i mean maybe they would agree to do it for something like this but then also thibault like again we've seen these sorts of extensions very rarely get done ah the sweet sound of sports you love from sling 
the collide of football pads, the squeak of shoes on a basketball court, the crack of the bat on a home run, the slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month, experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Anyone who's seen our YouTube videos knows that I don't wear formal stuff all the time. So when it's time to dress up rather than dress down, I highly recommend Inochino. They were the official outfitter of my wedding. I got my tux from there. All my groomsmen got their sport jackets from there as well. I felt really good about having them be the outfitter of my wedding because all my groomsmen were going to get stuff that they could continue to wear that fit them perfectly. Because when you go somewhere else, you're not going to get something that's made for you. So why not measure yourself in 10 minutes or visit a showroom rather than feeling like you're wearing somebody else's suit that they tried and failed to tailor for you. And not only does Indochino have the suits that made them famous, but now they've got everything. Blazers, pants, women's wear, outerwear, designed and made for you. Hundreds of high quality fabrics to choose from. European wools, linen, cottons, tons of colors, tons of patterns. You can customize things like the lapel, the vents, the pockets. And you'll get a piece that is personalized for you in fit and style. Level up your game with Indochino. Go to Indochino.com. Use the code CAPSPACE. Use the CAPSPACE. We talk about all the time here on the program. You get 10% off any purchase of $399 or more. That's 10% off at Indochino. I-N-D-O-C-H-I-N-O. Indochino.com. And don't forget that CAPSPACE code to let them know that you came from us. Who's next? Uh, Brandon Clark with the Grizzlies. Uh, You are 26 years old today, actually. Happy birthday. Uh, You're a big man who relies a lot on his hop. Uh, We were thinking uh, three years, 30 million with a fourth year non-guaranteed. Yeah, I don't think that's going to get it done, particularly with that non-guarantee on the end. Uh, You would agree that I'm way better than Nick Claxton, right? Begrudgingly. (laughs) <laughs> Not that they begrudging in my opinion, but begrudging in my negotiating uh, position. Yes, yes. Uh, so, yeah, Claxton actually ended up getting, I think it was reported as 10 initially. It looks like there's some incentives in there. So it's more at 8.5 and, and 8.8 the next couple of years. So maybe that's not the best comp. I, I mean, well, maybe I think, that's it. Maybe we're on to something now. Well, it, it, I also can make a free throw. And I think you know, I, I will acknowledge I, I will acknowledge that as Brandon Clark, I'm not, I, it, it's a tough fit as a starter. Um, it, and so that's why I'm not necessarily looking for starter style of money. If there's anywhere you but can I do start, think, it's Memphis next to Jaron Jackson there there is a an intriguing fit there where you can uh, cover for each other's weaknesses and accentuate each other's strength where you have that that stretch big you know this could be the place you start uh, it's hard to find yeah anywhere. I, I mean i think there and you know defensively i can swing between the four and the five uh obviously great in transition you're going to be getting my prime years here as well this is a lot of older guys here that's an it's an interesting juxtaposition with the cap also going up yeah so i would do three years and 39 million no uh no non-guarantee on the- we would do the mm, we would do that with the guarantee with the non-guarantee i also would be are you what's your like years concern here well our years concern is that you're 26 and rely a lot on your hops and are a big man i mean that's you know i think it gets underrated how often players like you peak early like like somebody like andre drummond or tristan thompson 
Um, but with the cap going up, you know, we like you as a player. We like your work ethic. We like your fit on our team. You know, we, we want to keep you around for four years. Part of this, our thought is, you know, we're, we're, we'd love to have this four years of flexibility with you because we'd love for it to work over four years. Um, but because of your playing style and age, we're, we're leery of committing to a fourth year to do that. So to us, to us, we look at 339 as a little, paying a little bit more to get that fourth year. You know, like I said, we, we came well, can out, we do it? Can we do a partial, a partial on that fourth year? Like a million and a half. Four. Oh, you know, there's so many of these partials that are too high, and what's the point? Well, four four out of thirteen is is not that. I mean, it's it's enough. <laughs> but it's enough to it's enough to matter if you want right. to buy that. Like it, it's it's basically the idea there is. If I'm a total disaster, you can get out of it. You can stretch it. It doesn't matter. If I'm just like kind of okay, like right on the borderline, maybe it's an incentive to keep me around. That's what I'm trying to accomplish there. But it's still four is not seven. You know, it's not, you're not going to be in like the Mason Plumlee situation (laughs) where it's half guaranteed and you're just like, well, I guess we'll keep Mason Plumlee around for another four million a year. So let's let's just meet in the middle at two and a half million guaranteed then. Uh, If only in the middle were four, I should have gotten higher. I was actually trying to get a deal done instead of negotiating. Negotiating with you what what a fool i am <laughs> Fine. getting a lot of deals done here uh and i wonder how realistic this is going to be i mean it seems like the zeitgeist can go one of two ways where teams might be like hey we're pretty eager to get this done we're going to offer what seems like a lot of money to these guys because of the cap possibly going up and maybe players are like, hey, this is a lot of money. I want to lock in. On the other hand, players could be like, no, cap's going up. Fuck that. Uh, so I, I think, though, with some of these guys where it's like this is their only payday, potentially like a lot of older guys, I, I think it's you can't you can't mess around would, would be my thought. And I just like I don't see Brandon Clark as a guy who's going to be a starter and get paid like a starter. I think if you can get 13, that's pretty decent, you know, but around the mid level, like I don't I don't see that's basically the new mid level exception. I don't see him getting much above that a free agent market. I agree. And so, like, for me, I think one of the interesting pieces of psychology that we're dealing with in this is these are deals that we think the players should accept. And so that's kind of how we're ending up. And it's just because these things are really high. Now we get to a complicated one. And that is Grant Williams. Grant Williams with the 22nd pick. He, you know, this would start for his age 25 season because he was drafted. His age 21 year was his rookie year with the Celtics. Grant, you've started 35 games in total for us. 21, obviously, were important to our NBA finals run and our future plans. Even if we're not sure that you're going to start for us in 22-23, we do expect that you will be an important part of our future. Al Horford, as well as he played last year, is not going to play forever, sadly. So we are willing to offer you, you know, like starter money. So we were thinking $18 million a year for four years. Wow. that's This is going to be a fascinating one. I mean, I, I think I, I thought he was unbelievably valuable. In, I mean, in those first two playoff rounds, to be like playing Kevin Durant well and then also playing Giannis well and being a 40% three-point shooter. I mean, that's, you know, on pretty decent volume. Like that's a, and just a, a general like overall toughness. Um, you know, I think that's a really valuable player, particularly for a team like this, particularly because they don't have another real option long term at the four. Like, I think you're right, Danny, that he is going to have to start for them. Um, but also, I mean, it just because he doesn't score that much, it just seems like teams might be like, well, this guy's not that good, you know? Uh, yeah, re- restricted free so agency I, is all about falling in love, and Grant Williams' highest usage rate is 12.6. Yeah, no, I, I think that that's just when you don't, when you score that little, I think it's tough. I, I mean, I think he's 
you know, through kind of the new PJ Tucker. Now, it's also perhaps telling that the old PJ Tucker never made more than 10 million a year. I think he should have, but I think there is a uh, correction. This the, player type. The, yeah, go ahead. The old PJ Tucker is making 11 million. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Well, yeah, he's making the mid level, basically. Get that money, PJ. Um, so, I, I mean, I think there is kind of a reality to the market for these sorts of players where, at least for the next couple of years, like good teams aren't, aren't going to have cap space. And so they're limited to the mid-level and good teams are the ones that are interested in these types of players. It perhaps though, because you do are going to have teams like maybe Orlando and Houston and OKC. I think he actually would be a pretty nice fit uh, in either OKC or Houston. These teams are going to have space where they kind of have their on-ball stars and they need some glue guys around them. They might be willing to overpay for that. That maybe there's a, a thought that his the bidding could get up this high, particularly if he has a good year. You know, Al Horford's probably not going to play as much he's going to play a lot gallo the gallo injury i think actually helps grant williams negotiating power a lot i i would say just to make this more realistic like danny you and i love grant williams i think i'll just take that 18 million per year because i i think i like i don't that was actually i would have probably taken 15 honestly uh see my my thought thought on this was if i had offered 15 you wouldn't have accepted it <laughs> so, because yeah. basically, then there's enough there's enough like opportunity to go higher for Grant. So yeah, but so I feel a little bad that I and I thought that 14 or anything like that had no chance. So okay, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. I I mean, I I would have. I would not have taken less than 15. So like I, I, I would have thought we were going to be in like the 15, 16, yeah. but yeah, that's, uh, I, I mean, and, and I, I agree with you, Danny. I think he's worth that. Yeah. Um, particularly for this team, they can't replace him. Well, and, and um, the other, I huge, just don't the think other you're... huge thing that happened to Boston. I was, you know, was that when they got Malcolm Brogdon, yes, obviously a part of that is it does make the team more expensive, but it also basically means there isn't an, another path. There isn't a way that, that having flexibility by not signing Grant Williams, by having him, you know on a you know the it's also a 13 million dollar cap hold like that having him on that would be advantageous so it's just like well if you think you can get a deal done get a deal done yeah i mean i i think as boston i wouldn't be too worried about the bidding getting to 18 um but you know again i mean we may who knows we may be at the point i mean we're gonna have a new cba no one knows what that is yet we could very well if the timing is similar it probably probably won't have no i think we will have we probably will have a new tv deal by the end of this season probably or or at least they will have or at least they will have the con the the like the general understanding yeah i I mean and i think more importantly with the new cba the smoothing process will likely be laid out so you can kind of model what the cap is actually going to be in 25 26 as well so yeah i mean I, i like i said i think for a team that's in the playoffs like who else is out there that can guard Giannis and Kevin Durant pretty well? He couldn't guard Steph Curry, but that's Steph Curry is pretty unique. Uh, and also shoot the ball the way he has and not be a total offensive well, so liability. I, I- I don't want to dwell too hard on this, but as the Celtics, which is not always the way you want to do these negotiations, would you, as the Celtics, knowing who they have kind of lined up, would you rather have Grant Williams, DeAndre Hunter? Let's just leave it at those two guys. Yeah, I think I I would probably, as the Celtics alone, I would rather have Grant Williams. Dan? As as would I. I think this is an absolute steal for the Celtics at 18 million per year. Wow. That's, we should do a, we should, this has got to be a Watfo now, Danny. I, I think I would be shocked. 
if he gets an 18 million extension or yeah i think that the Watford term done. should be grant williams salary for the 23 24 season yeah yeah no that's that's the answer so you know if there's 18 million it, it, they'll probably start it lower so it's probably 16 you know we could do average over his next contract or whatever do it, we'll, we'll do, figure that do out. it as the season after that like just on the off chance he takes his qualifying offer then then it's in the middle-ish of his next contract and there's no qualifying offer concern and that'll be a true representation of where he's valued. Dan, glad to have you on board. <laughs> uh, Baisley and Ty Jerome, I'm guessing we don't have much to talk about there. Not on my end. All right, the, with OKC, both both of those guys at 23 and 24. Nasir Little, very interesting one here. You know, I, I, I think we're seeing guys of a similar ilk to Little getting in, in the very high teens. So that's, that's what I'm looking for as well. Just curious, who are you considering in a similar ilk? a little uh deandre hunter and grant williams and also by the way i'm way younger than those guys I actually check the stats on what i did last year it's pretty good yeah i mean uh in how many games played we saw these injury concerns um yeah we think you're trending in the right direction and we're open to an extension i mean we're just gonna be up front we're we're willing to pay you uh, based on a little more than on what you've done um but it's got to be somewhere in between right you sound like you want to be paid based on you know what you could do um so we were thinking of uh, four years, uh, forty-eight million. Yeah, I mean, the, there's no way like, like that that would even be close. Uh, I mean, it's got to be. I mean, maybe not. Like, I understand I haven't played as much as Hunter, but also I'm three years younger than him, four years younger than him. And same thing with Grant Williams. Um, there's just a lot of potential there. The Blazers usually have paid to keep their own players. Um, you know, you're a great development team. And again, I'm at a position where there's always going to be a ton of demand in yeah. restricted free agency. And I'm going to play a lot this year. Uh, you have to play me. And, you know, for that sort of a player, like, I mean, I think, you know, that's basically the mid-level that you're offering. Like, I think I'm going to at least have that. Like, that that would be, like, I could probably miss half the year and get that. Oh, I don't think that. Um, we do think, I mean, you, you've definitely nailed why we're back into the corner a little bit in terms of uh, the position you play, the scarcity there, and that we're definitely going to have to play you if you're healthy. Um, I guess that's one of our disagreements, though, is uh, we think if you're not healthy, we're not assuming that's going to be there for you. Um, how about uh, 456? Yeah, I mean, especially the four years. That's just not. That's just not going to happen. Like you, you have to. What, what do you What do you yeah, value in terms uh, of years? What What would you You'd prefer three? Well, or? I mean, I I would I would like to do three years. Yeah. Um, I'd be willing to do three years, forty eight million. I mean, we can keep talking about this, but I just feel like we're we're not very close. Um, trying to think of what the what the very best we could do is in terms of getting this along um i mean we were perf- like we're willing to do four and we thought that would kind of be mutually beneficial you know with your injury as three block that we're not asking for a non-guarantee or anything like that um yeah i don't think we yeah, can that, go higher that's than- the final offer you you gotta you gotta hit that or or we're done yeah I, I th- three, three years 48 million i think we're done okay I, I think the Blazers are going to lose that one um, because he's he's going to be a starter for them, I think, or, or play a bunch of minutes just at that position. And, you know, may, maybe some of his improvement last year is going to be a fluke, but, I mean, only 22, I, I would be, I think someone will want to take a chance on him uh, as well. The Blazers generally end up overpaying guys one way or another. I, so, I, I could see uh, Little being somebody who, like, everyone's surprised by how much he gets in 23, but not in 22. The way you were negotiating, it seems to me more reasonable for him 
him as a restricted free agent and uh, too aggressive for him for a contract extension. Yeah, I mean, I, I just like. But if you just definitely believe, unless I'm going to get paid as a starter, I'm not interested. Yeah, that's that's basically what it is. I mean, if you're just yeah. absolutely confident he's going to have that type of year, then then it is the same. I'm just not sharing that exact same confidence. Okay, what's next here? Well, next would be Dylan Windler, but and, and the Cavs are interested in retaining him, but there isn't really grounds for an extension here. So we're moving on uh, to... No, certainly not, particularly with the Cavs potentially looking to use cap space next summer. Right, so so we can move on to... Well, so Cabangale, he's not on his rookie scale contract anymore. He was the 27th pick. So we move on to the 28th pick, Jordan Poole. Warriors here, we've, we've built a winning culture. You've been a great part of it. Um, we just need to be up front here. Um, you know, we have Steph Curry under contract. We have Clay Thompson under contract. Uh, we want to keep Draymond Green. We want to keep Andrew Wiggins. We want to keep you. Uh, this deal is going to have to uh, be a little bit less than than you probably could get elsewhere. Uh, we're we're going to pay you plenty, but but are you open to this? It just can't be, you know, like we're the Orlando Magic here negotiating. Not a penny less than Tyler Hero. Just, I can tell you that straight up. That's already done. I mean, if it's a real life, we wouldn't know who of those guys would have gone first, if either of them would. But, I mean, I'm not going to take less than R.J. Barrett or Tyler Hero. I, I think I actually have a higher upside than either of those guys. I've shown an incredible rate of improvement. So, uh, I, I, that that's it. I mean, if you can't get to that deal, then we're done here. And that that's four for 108 plus incentives. And and there's no interest in being on the Warriors where where that changes. I mean, if I have a good year, I'm going to get a max offer from like the Magic or something. And the Magic are going to sign six players all for the max next offseason. <laughs> but but I, but I do think there are there are a lot of teams. Like I think I I'm a young guy. I'm a better passer than Tyler Hero. I think there's I, I'm going to have a larger more size. I think I'm going to have a larger market than Tyler Hero. I'm just going to fit on more teams. Um, you know, I think I think you you guys also like I am a starter. You're probably going to try to bring me off the bench again this year. Like, you know, you're going to have to pay me a lot of money. Like, I don't I, I'm going to need to be a starter at some point in my career uh, and to buy, buy my silence for a little longer like like i just think i'm i'm a better player than tyler hero and like yeah okay you're, you're the warriors uh well so what like this is, i haven't made any money in my career we are willing to say you are worth the extension that tyler Hero, rj barrett got and we need you to take a little bit less why do you think you're better that, that- I, I mean you got you got clay thompson making fucking 43 million trade him i'm better than him i mean i'd certainly be better than him next year you might be starting over him or definitely or more likely playing more minutes than him but you just because of chemistry reasons we might start him but if you know the, the minutes are going to be there um one of the reasons you're so good is because you've been in our developmental program uh you've had these experiences in the playoffs if you're not willing to say hey we're valuing you the same as Tyler here but we need to come down just a little bit from that because of our cost concerns uh, I, I, I mean Miami is a, like a good team that's trying to win too like like sure but they're not the this warriors. sounds like a you problem we, not a me problem we are uh exceptional sure the heat they're fine but we are the golden state warriors we we are the 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 best team in the league we're light years ahead if you're not willing to come down from the low, we can't extend you we would like to you know we'll see where things go and we'd be open to paying you that much if we need to um in restricted free agency but if you're not willing to, to come down from that right now uh we, we can't extend you we we can't 
So, so, so here, here, this is what I, this is what I would say to you, Warriors. What would my first year starting salary be next year uh, under this contract? Four, four years, one away, probably like twenty five, give or take. Yeah, you agree with me? There's a pretty decent chance I could get a max offer next off season. But, but decent chance, yeah. I mean, we're not, we don't view that as a four because that's a disaster for you to have to pay me an extra eight million a season going forward. And also, like, it's only one year, right? Like, you can, you're in a much better shape to just make trades and do what you need to do and sort shit out like Andrew Wiggins is an unrestricted free agent. Like he could just leave he, next year, he and then you would need to start me and just start Clay Thompson at the three, and I would have a ton of leverage. He also could. So that I, I think I, if I were the Warriors, I would sign Jordan Poole. I mean, obviously, and I, I'm saying that even you know outside of this, uh, I, I think that's a good deal for them. You know, Draymond Green might opt out and take a little bit less on a longer term deal. Who like they can sort it out. This is a deal that's a good deal for a good player. You sign that deal and you sort shit out. So the information deficit I'm at is how much would Wiggins require to extend? How much would Draymond Green require to extend? Um, yeah. I mean, I think you can assume, you know, Draymond to be like 25 and Wiggins would probably be 30, something like that. Yeah, I think Wiggins might um, be a little less than that. But yeah, if this, listen, if you're not willing to, to do this now, you know, I, I just don't think I can sign you an extension that's basically going to take you off the, the table for a trade. Well, but here's the thing, though. Like, you're it's easier. You're not going to trade me during the season. This year. I'm not so sure about that. Like, I, I, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure. Uh, and you can trade me next offseason. Like, if I'm a restricted free agent, now you've lost the ability to do that. Well, there's also so anyway, sign that, that's, uh, we don't need to argue anymore. I mean, I, I've tried to lay out why I think it's, like, this is a fair deal. We both acknowledge it's a fair deal. I think that the Warriors, you know, regardless of what their future tax concerns are, getting a good player on a fair deal. You know, he's, uh, we'll put it this way. If you look at down, up and down the roster, I'm sure as hell not going to be the most overpaid guy in the roster. I'll probably be one of the more fairly paid guys on the roster. So, uh, you know, you can move on from James Wiseman if you have to. Like, that's, I, we, I think I'm offering you a good deal. This is, I think I'm better than Tyler Hero. And so, yeah, this is the deal. I, I, I again, we don't have to argue if you're not going to take it you're not going to take it but i i think the warriors would take this and i think it's also a, a fair deal particularly given where hero ended we can do four years 100 million no deal hero or nothing motherfuckers <laughs> what do you think danny something that i found interesting is like i understand why dan you were using the the framing of like oh he could be on the warriors but it's also like he that's i think jordan Poole would be like yeah but signing this extension means that you have control over me and you can send me somewhere else like you're taking a disc like taking a discount as a pending restricted free agent because of the team you're on just seems like a fool's errand you know i understand why you're, you're bringing it up it's good negotiation but on the idea of like that jordan Poole shouldn't do that because it's more on just evaluation and there is a risk you know like so you think about four years like you bring up 400 i mean and with heroes that was 408 plus incentives i think took it to 120 but i've i've become more sympathetic to nate's line of thinking here maybe that's because we talk so much which is basically like the warriors aren't gonna, i don't think they're going to trade jordan Poole in season and it's not so much because jordan Poole but it's because the structures of the deals are so hard unless they're willing to trade one of their four biggest salaries. So like, yeah, you could do something maybe involving Poole and Wiseman or something like that. But the Warriors also, I don't think they want to get super more expensive this year. So to me, if the Warriors are going to trade Jordan Poole, I think it's more likely to happen in twenty in the during the 23-24 season slash offseason than during the 22-23 league year. And if that's the case, you want the guy extended because not only is it like sign-in trades are hard, but also base year competition is hard and so for the Warriors if the idea is we're building the best team possible over the next two years I think the way to do this is that I don't know that that's going to be the way Bob Myers and Joe Lacob see it and this would be a 
big build a stomach, but I think they should do it. Well, and I just think also trying to be realistic here, knowing Jordan Poole, his mentality, there's no way he would take less than Tyler Hero would. Uh, I don't see even Hero or no Hero, I don't see him, you know, with the Simons contract being out there, I don't see him taking less than him uh, as well, uh, you know, particularly being a year later now. So I, I think they're just, this would be the absolute least that I would expect him to sign for. And so that that's why I, I offer that. I mean, I, I just, I wanted to try to get around it. It seemed like a good and an easy point. I mean, if I, I could have gone the direction of starting, you know, demanding 120 guaranteed or something like that, but, um, that's a good so point. we got one more. That's a good point, yeah, Danny, on uh, when you want the the trade restricted. I guess my concern was like, if you don't want to have him hung up during the year, but that's a good point that if you do it now, then you're it's clear to trade him next year um, to the point where, I don't know, yeah. maybe I would take that. Um yeah, now I'm having second thoughts, but I think that's a good point. Yeah. All right. Well, I, I think there's been a useful discussion on the last, even if we didn't get. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There. Um, let's get to Kevin Porter Jr. This is another interesting one here. I, I guess my first question to you, Rockets, is like, how do you see me? Am I your point guard of the future? Uh, potentially. Um, we'd like to get some of these attitude issues all straightened out and get past those. But your talent, you could be. Um, it's there for you to take. It's definitely, it's definitely open. Um, yeah. The catch is, you know, we'd like to open cap space next summer and you'll have a lower cap hold. And so just to be honest, uh, for us to extend you, it's going to have to be pretty team friendly um, just, just because of that. And, and that has nothing to do with how much we like you. We'll, we'd want to use your bird rights to re-sign you next summer. Um, but I just want to see, like, are you open to a team-friendly deal at this point in your career? Or if you're looking for fair value, we'll just go into next summer. Well, characterizing it as team-friendly is a pretty good way to get me to say no. Well, but I mean, we're just being upfront <laughs> with you that, like, because of your cap hold, yeah. that, that's just how it's going to be. I mean, it's going to be a deal. Well, well so here's, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the cap hold is 9.6. And, I mean, quietly, did some pretty interesting stuff, shooting 38% from three. Now, I realize that you know, I'm not a perfect traditional point guard. I did start 61 games a year ago. You know, I realized that there have been some attitude issues in the past, including even with the Rockets. So I think you would have to agree that I've improved immeasurably. And I continue to work on my issues there. And, and I think you can at least acknowledge I've shown improvement over my Cleveland days. I would be interested in doing something that's relatively short term, you know, on the three years level, but also acknowledges that I haven't really established myself as a starter level of player. You know, I, I'm thinking, though, what I would be looking for is I have established myself as 
a good score. Um, and you know, I think at a minimum, what I'd be looking for is kind of the you know high scoring bench guard type of level, like a Jordan Clarkson level. So I would be willing to do something along the lines of you know, I think actually, you know, Markel Fultz is another interesting analog uh, to where I've been. Obviously, I've stayed healthy, healthier than he has. Um, although I think he actually signed that before he got injured at member service, but so, but Fultz is, you know, basically like, I think 16 million a year with the last year, non-guaranteed. Um, I would be willing to go a little bit less than that, but also to get a player option at kind of good bench guard money. But then, Hey, if I really blow up, I'm protected there because I think I have a lot of confidence in myself and I think I can, uh, be a great backcourt partner for Jalen green. So, uh, a two plus one at 16 million a year is what I would be looking for. And, you know, we start that that low enough and you know you're only losing about maybe four million or so ahead of my capital so if you want that two plus one construction you know, we're open to that but uh 16 is significantly too high um with that construction and because of the the cap hold concerns uh for a two plus one we would do we would do 36 million well how about we meet in the middle at 14 year yeah that's almost <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah, that's too high i mean really i mean we could get up to like 38 million but that's that's really the limit there i guess um no i think i, I think it's it's got to be four, 14 million a year on, on a two plus one if you if you can't do that i mean th- to me i think that's actually a good deal for the rockets like again you're uh, i mean you, you oh you're gonna have 58 million in cap space instead of 63 next offseason like it locks up like because that's I mean, I think at minimum you can project that Kevin Porter Jr. is going to be like a solid third guard. Like that's just third guard money, essentially. Uh, you know, he needs to lock something in due to some of the the fact he hasn't made much in his career yet. But, uh, you know, I mean, I think like the downside for the Rockets is pretty minimal. Well, the, you got nothing else on the books going forward. I mean, there, there's multiple downsides. I mean, one is the cap bolt that, that we're going to cut into our cap space a little bit. Two, it's four million dollars out of sixty-three million. Two, it's also that is a short deal. It's, it's a two plus one. You you can leave it in a a couple of years. Um, we're not getting the long term security. Like, what are the odds? I, I the salary is fine. We think the salary is team friendly. We just or we just don't think it's team friendly enough to you know you, where you get the short deal, you get the player option, you cut into our cap space. Those are all downsides that you know you know. Sorry, uh, the, the cap hold especially it's not your fault. It's not based on what you are as a player. But if you're gonna yeah yeah, but you're gonna the, make us eat those downsides. This cap hold thing is ridiculous though. This could, the, I mean this could be the. I, I mean, do you know how easy it would be to make another four million in cap space if that really was was going to be the issue that's going to prevent you from getting some other player i mean come well, on well you keep getting hung up on this but it's also that like, it's a- you could you could stretch david nawab i guess he has a, a team option actually here you know what uh that is a team option he's probably not even going to get that picked up so we'll change the projection hey guess what you just got another five million in space because i changed the projection for david nawaba so it so you you are stuck on the capital which is only one element of multiple it's the it's that it's a short deal and so you know we're 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 paying now but we're not going to get the long-term security you have the player option like there's all these other things in your favor other than the salary we need the salary in our favor at that point 
I mean, I would argue that it is. We, yeah, but, that's right, but that's but that's the final offer. Yeah. Four, Fourteen million a year, two plus one. If you can't do that, let's move on. Right, let's move on. All right. So now we started doing this a couple of years ago, and I think it's it's interesting to get to this point where we've uh, got some second round undrafted guys, guys largely coming off of minimum contracts here, uh, who are extension eligible. The projection here for how much that would be is fifty eight million dollars over four years as of now uh they can start at 120 percent of the estimated average player sorry we don't know exactly what that's going to be uh or actually i guess it's, it's, it's for based this on so the yeah, current it's 58 year. million it's based on the current year correct yeah. i feel like we do this every year trying to yeah, remember the rules yeah. but so this is not a projection we, yeah, yeah. we know so, them out yeah, so it, it is it, it is uh, the current year. right so it's fi- 58 million over four years is the most these guys can get uh in extensions so many of them will not necessarily uh, be in that range but I, I guess I'll leave it up to you guys with the teams here. Are there any teams that want to make offers for an extension? Hornets here. Jalen McDaniels, you're in a, an, a different situation because you are a, you'll be a unrestricted free agent if we get into last year. And while you are not Jalen Brunson, we are aware of the Brunson-related risks. We're not willing to go quite that high, but we were wondering, are you interested in something in like the $8 million a year range for however many years we can sort out? Yeah, you know, this is one of those ones where I'm actually higher on this guy than I think the league is. And I thought the Hornets really, really missed him when he missed a bunch of time. I think it was with an ankle injury last year and had one of the best net ratings on the team, 2.6. Much better defensively when he played. He's really improved there. And the shooting also got a a lot better, uh, up to 38%, which was a a big deal. So, you know, I'm not sure that 8 million is enough. I mean, I think think it would have to be something along the lines of 40 million guaranteed. So you you would want the four-year, because we were thinking something shorter, like two years, six, so then you'd get something but then you'd get out but you would still be extension eligible that was our idea well it would have to be three years well no because because the for the the existing year counts ah uh, yes yes that's true. yeah that i was yeah, going to bring yeah, that up before um, with kevin porter jr is i was i was thinking of the uh gary trent as that he couldn't be extended but on a two plus one extension he actually could be because of the extension rules yeah it's, depending on on when it was yeah that i mean he, that uh, doesn't mean one would happen in either of these cases it just means that it's potentially well but i think it would now wouldn't it be too late though because we're already oh it would have to because be of the anniversary issue so yeah. it would be let, let me look it up it would be the no it'd be this it'd be the second anniversary of after it was signed so that would oh, okay so yeah, we would, would have be it would okay. be yeah. before the last year so like 216 hmm. if you could throw a, a third year player option on there at that same number you got to deal we will lower to in that case to 6.5 million year if you want a player option on that year we would do a third year at the same number so like a third year Oof. non-option so it's we'll do 8 million per but we'll lower it if you want a player option okay so otherwise it would just be two years 16 million uh, and would be, you do four for 40 that's a that's a big commitment for us when we're still trying to figure out everything else and we lose your low capital i mean those last two years you're looking at basically like that's almost fourth forward money how about this do we how about we do we do three years three years at nine million and then you get a player option for that fourth year so 327 and then so, a player option for the equivalent for a fourth year sold i, I, well, I, was I, I, I like that deal better than the four for 40 personally <laughs> that's uh, yeah i i but I, 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 my, my, I was trying to play it as the hornets and you know try to like mitigate some yeah because the, the yeah that was that was silly on my part but whatever it's 11 in paris i'm okay with it <laughs> 
<laughs> well, you're just in in Paris in general. It's fine. Yeah. You're, uh... I mean, that part is reflective, maybe, of negotiating with Michael Jordan. <laughs> Wait, so, so this is this is now a three plus one for thirty six yes. million. Uh, yes, okay. it would be a three plus one for thirty six. Gotcha. Yeah, I should have done the four for four. Who else is out here? We got uh, that, that you want to make an offer on at this point. Uh, Grizzlies here. Uh, Xavier Tillman, we have you under contract for two more years, but we could decline a team option on 23-24. It's obviously a minimum salary on that. Um, So we were thinking we would decline that team option and then add four years, 20 million. Yeah, so this would be my age 25, 26, 27, and 28 seasons. Yep. Yeah, it's kind of similar to the deal with the with John Conchar. Um, you know, I think I would take that, honestly. I mean, it's just as as the new Jason Collins, uh, I, I think it's just hard to <laughs> it, it's it's hard to see my being more than kind of like a fourth big. And that's like fourth big money and gets me some security. Also, the fact that you're declining the team option as well, giving me some additional money in that year when you could hold me down to the minimum. Uh, yeah, I, I think that's a that's a reasonable offer for all of that. And and uh, I'll just take it. That That's totally fair. I like this as a deal. And I will also note that my Eastern Conference teams are done. No, uh, no Dean Wade. I, I like Dean Wade, but I don't think we need to get it wouldn't be near. It wouldn't be near 10 million a year. So I like Shake Milton, too. Also I, wouldn't be near 10 million a year. No, I, I mean, I suppose not. But these are guys who have kind of been in, you know, in and out of the rotation. Yeah. Um, you know, I think there there is a precedent. I, I would you know, not, not interested in Shake, uh, Paul Shake Reed. Milton. There's, no, no Paul there's Reed. so much volatility with and, and B-ball Paul. There's so much volatility with the Sixers rotation that I think it's just like, I mean, if you could get them for deeply below market but i'm i I don't i don't know that that's gonna happen okay i i mean i i think dean wade is one i think actually could be realistic what what would you be willing to offer him i'm will i'm willing to listen okay um with wade he he expires after this year and he's restricted is that right um i actually think no he he is unrestricted um so we were thinking five million that's interesting we were thinking five million so like two years ten could you do three years at six and a half we could do three years at John Conchar we could do money. Three years at five and a half with incentives to push it to six and a half. Ooh, I like Dean Wade. I think like he's shown some ability to move his feet. Like there's a possibility Dean Wade could be closing games for the Cavaliers at the three this year. That actually would not totally the, shock. There me. has been so much damning with fake praise on this podcast, and that is that is another <laughs> wonderful inclusion to it. <laughs> Well, my offer is my offer. Three years, 5.5. And we'll say reasonable, reasonable incentives, but not like slam dunk obvious to get to, to add the extra mil. Yeah, I mean, I think also, you know, you've got Kevin Love coming off the books this year. Actually, you know what? This is one that doesn't get done because of his capital. That's that's why I actually don't think the Cavaliers would make this offer because they're Oh, you're right, because they would replace it. it. This would be one where maybe they come to a wink, wink, nudge, nudge, Mitchell Robinson style, but don't do it. Yeah, I, yeah, I, think, I think that's you're right. right because they're hoping to have cap space. They're going to need Wade. I mean, this is actually, I, I think, you know, if we were doing those wink, wink, nudge, nudge negotiations right now, I think Wade will actually be in a very good negotiating position with his low cap hold and as a rotation guy for them if they are going to use cap space they may just end up not using cap space too you know they could just end up bringing back kevin love and bring back karis lavert if they can't find a suitable option at the three in free agency but uh yeah i mean i think if they are going to go that route which is kind of where the noises coming out of there have been so far that yeah they wouldn't necessarily do that i, I think that that would be interesting though I, i'm Again, he's one of these 
deep bench guys like Jalen McDaniels that I like. I just don't really know what the league thinks of this guy. Um, but certainly something along the lines of what Conchar got. Like that's I, I think that's a, a really good analog for these guys who have some potential, have played some off the bench, but maybe they're not like clearly in a rotation role. Um now worth noting contra doesn't even kick in until the year after next as well um what about uh west teams you guys got anything else well that sounded like a perfect introduction for uh Jaylen noel on the timberwolves uh, there was a little bit of reporting that he was that there was some extension talks in real life didn't uh, necessarily get anywhere because he wasn't sure what his rotation role was going to be um it was, i couldn't really tell if that meant uh he didn't want to sign an extension on a team where he wouldn't be in the rotation or uh if he's in the rotation he feels like he could get more than the extension would be so i'm not really sure we're going to take a blind offer here and we are going to offer uh three years uh six million per year yeah i feel just as blind (laughs) trying to decide here again a guy who hasn't made that much money in his career this will be his age 23 season coming up so you're talking about 24 25 26 never going to be a starter on this team obviously but could potentially be the third guard after this season probably that's the most likely outcome i would say unless you know wendell moore jr or josh minot really blow up and pass him mind it's probably more of a big guy anyway um you know they've got austin rivers ahead of us he's probably going to be in the rotation this year but there's also there's Bryn Forbes or jordan mclaughlin so there's some risk that those guys could just be moved ahead of him i think Jalen noel showed a fair amount last year like his numbers are actually pretty good and you know 21 usage and 58 true shooting that's pretty solid um it played almost a thousand minutes how about seven and a half a year for three years you got me i felt like six was a lot for somebody who's proved as little as he has how about uh we'll do uh three years 20 million meet somewhere near the middle Oh my God. Um, yeah. So seven and a half a year would be 22 and a half. Uh, all right. G- give me some like reasonable reach, reasonably reachable incentives, like, Oh yeah. You know, over a thousand minutes or something like that to get to seven. I mean, you almost played a thousand minutes last year. Yeah. And I was pretty fucking good last year. I don't want to haggle her minutes, but it's got to be more than a thousand. A thousand minutes is like third guard almost. That's like almost. like in between third and fourth guard. Like a thousand minutes is a clear rotation. Like starters play like twenty one hundred minutes this, these days. I was gonna say make it twelve hundred minutes and we're good. But I just I like I said I feel ridiculous haggling over Fine. minutes. Dan, you know that's not true. No, I I'll do it, but I'll feel ridiculous. <laughs> I'm just very comfortable feeling ridiculous. <laughs> Okay, what did we end up with there? I, I completely we blacked out. It was uh, three years, twenty million, uh, with plus incentives if he plays at least twelve hundred minutes. We did not say what the incentives are. I think that's okay. Fair. All right. What do you think of that one, Danny? I think it's reasonable. It it does shift. You know, again, that's good for Jalen Noel. It shifts a lot of risk from player to team. But I don't know that it's that much risk. I think he's a good player. Do we want to talk about Nas Reed while we're on the Timberwolves? Probably not. Uh, I mean, it depends. If you're going to make an offer, I'll listen to it. Three years, uh, $13 million. Well, so this is interesting here. I mean, I guess this Noel thing, uh, they could have like $18 million in cap space. Doesn't seem like that's really enough to do anything, particularly because D'Angelo Russell, it seems like fait accompli. He's going to be back now. That's without him. So I, it, I think it's right to just do these negotiations without worrying about the cap space aspect. Um, three years, $13 million. Yeah, I think I, I probably got to take that uh, as Nas Reed. You know, a little over $4 million a year. Haven't made anything in my career. 
I'm going to be, yeah, I'll probably get some minutes this year, but not a ton. Didn't play well in the playoffs. So kind of like a low end backup center, you know, slash third big. That's fair. That seems maybe more like one that happens in free agency rather than in an extension. Yeah. But I, I mean, that's that's fine. I'll take it. That's cool. Especially like for a year when you've got Towns and Gobert ahead of him, it's just going to be tough to prove much value. Well, if that wasn't the bottom of the barrel spurs here, Trey Jones. Yeah, if it, I mean, if you're going to offer less than that, like Trey Jones is actually going to start this year. So I, I think actually I can, I'm going to be able to prove to be pretty good and, you know, maybe get something, uh, you know, maybe closer to 10 million a year, possibly, cool. you know, like could be to be or be like the new Corey Joseph. So that's that's kind of how I'm thinking of myself. So unless unless we're going to be, you know, in like the seven, eight million a year. No, probably. we're not there. I mean, just because of positions, I, I would definitely do more than Nas Reed is, is getting. But uh, no, we're we're not there. OK, we got Kenny Martin Jr. out here still. I think that's probably the last one worth talking about. Yeah. Or is it? I mean, the player who, I, has, already, I did do who has already submitted allegedly a trade request and also his extension eligible is always fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I mean, I think you you really, I think unless you're willing to offer, you know, something along the lines of like eight or nine million a season, we don't have much to talk about. Yeah, we'll think we'll just let your next team uh, hash that out with you. So I assume you won't be giving me a qualifying offer then. I'll get to be unrestricted next offseason. I don't know what your next team is going to do. We're, we're, we're trying to trade you as you requested. We're working together on that. We're on good terms. Fair, fair enough. I, I think Kenny Martin Jr. is actually pretty good. I, I would I wouldn't mind trying to just lock him up to a contract. At, and again, Houston's got money coming out their ears. Um, but that's uh, I, I am not uh, playing mock Rafael Stone here. All right. Should we wrap up here? Any, any thoughts? I mean, we've hit a lot of them through here of just what the trends are. But um <laughs> I don't know how I'm more interested in the Grant William extension negotiations now than I was before this, but there is just, we are going to get so much information either kind of either way on how the league and how the Celtics value players like this. Cause it's such an unusual circumstance where it's a team that's really good. A player who is important to that, but also isn't is more important in the future than the present. So I have no idea where in the hell that goes. Yeah, I, I, Dan, anything that stuck out to you uh, overall here uh, as a trend, anything that differs from how you expect it to actually work? Um, any revelations that came to you as we went through this process? Well, I, I do think extensions uh, tend to flow into each other. And we're in an environment in the league now where a lot of players are signing extensions. And that makes incentivizes the next guy up to sign an extension because once somebody signs an extension, that's often a team without uh, taking a team that could have had cap space out of the the running or locking up a position for that team. And so then, you know, the next guy that says, well, I'll take the security. Um, I wonder how much that happened here to a degree, both in terms of how we did it, where you see other players signed extensions. We had a lot of comps to work with and also the larger league environment in real life where a lot of guys are signing extensions rather than than chancing free agency yeah i mean this seems like a lot i mean so this would usually we end up with what like between like seven and ten actually agreed per year and we've already got five and so we added one two three nine more of those this would be 14 which seems like a ton yeah um so i i I would predict it'll be fewer than that but and, and I mean, you know, a few of these, like, you know, Jackson Hayes taking the 9 million, you know, some of these numbers are just PJ Washington. We, we couldn't agree on that. I, that's what I actually think would be maybe a little more likely to get done. Um, you know, Hero, I don't necessarily expect to get done. Cam Johnson is going to be a really interesting one. Uh, I think there's almost no way Thibel is going to get done to me. But we, we, so. we can add one where, where I said, I, I think uh, Danny swayed me to where I would have taken Jordan Pools. I can make it up. Uh, yeah. More. Yeah. Um, so 
So yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I do feel like they're just generally the the climate is for more extensions and, you know, teams I think are going to be willing to offer more. I was surprised. I, I would actually say that Keldon Johnson and RJ Barrett came in a little bit below what I would have expected and that those are kind of a little bit of an anchor on some of these agreements. I thought left me in a worse position. I, I don't. And then there's also, yeah. I, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but do you see it? I see it as uh, Keldon Johnson came in lower because he's a better player and uh, the, than what that extension is. RJ Barrett came in lower because we expected the Knicks to do something crazier. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was actually a fair deal for Barrett, yeah. but it just generally it seemed like we're these uh, can often come in like a little bit above. And, you know, especially because they now go two years of these go into the new cap environment. And it, I, I just I still don't have a good idea The kind of the way we chose to deal with it was by going with some more three year deals where you know you're only locked into a bad deal for one year in the new cap environment danny you got anything to add here i know it's uh late we can we can wrap up um i i'm very sake. i'm very interested as i brought up with grant williams on how these players handle the potential upside so like Rui hachimura or jackson hayes or deandre hunter where it's like yeah i mean you could potentially have a market there are these developing teams that are getting better that could have cap space but restricted for agency is not not exactly the most friendly place to be right now. You can ask Colin Sexton, where even though things eventually worked out, it took a really long time. So I actually, my instinct is players are going to direct their agents kind of like we did to be like, damn, that's a lot of money. And there will eventually be a pendulum swing back where these, but, but we haven't hit the point yet where just like we haven't hit the point yet on the Gobert style trades where those have really looked bad for the acquiring team where these players, you know, like Robert Williams was probably kind of the first of like, oh crap, like these are, you know, really below market deals. So I think players are going to be like, you know, like Hashimura be like $13 million a year. That's a lot of money. Like I should probably do that. And so I think that's where this summer is going to be. The swing will happen in either 23 or 24, probably depending on when we get a more firm idea of what the TV deal is going to not only look like, but pay out. Yeah, I think it's going to next summer is when it's going to we're going to have a lot more clarity now than we did. All right, guys, this is fun. I think this is our longest one of these ever, in fact, but we had a lot to get through and uh, it's generally takes longer when we actually are getting to an agreement than when just the guys aren't any good i mean it wasn't like this is some amazing draft necessarily but it's actually turned out to be deeper than i think a lot of people thought it might so thanks again for joining us a reminder to uh dunked on prime give us a subscription dan is gonna be joining us as we mentioned uh to add to your benefits you want to upgrade from total access from the podcast only plan you can do that as well and we're gonna be you know basically probably five days a week through next july <laughs> at this point so we we got a lot of work to do getting ready for the season and hope that you will join us on dunked on prime talk to you all soon at bet 365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every goal every game every point every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period whatever the sport whatever the moment it's never ordinary at bet 365 21 plus only must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.